You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 347, How Do I Become an Author? You know, one of the things that, that, I, that I try and do on, on this show is take people on the journey that, that I'm on in writing and publishing books. I've published, I think, 15 now. i got number 16 coming out pretty soon. And uh, this has been a real learning experience for me. It's been a journey for me, but I've also... Uh, found that it's been very beneficial for others because I have so many people ask, uh, either they write in or I'll, people I'll run into in my, my daily world, and people who have questions about writing and publishing, and, and I love just trying to help people along the journey. So that's kind of where I'm going with this episode. I've actually had a couple of conversations. I actually had one this morning, had another conversation uh, last week that, that I think will kind of form the basis for this episode, and I think it will be helpful for you. So talking to two people, both are uh, really wanting to write a book. Both of them have great ideas for books, but they're just kind of not sure where to go, what to do, and how to get started. One's actually writing a collection of short stories that kind of loosely mirror his life, fictionalizing a little bit of it, maybe to protect the uh, guilty or the innocent. But uh, he said a collection of short stories about his life growing up. He's in his you know 60s, so he's got a little bit of life behind him. The other that I, the guy that I spoke to recently is contemplating and really wanting to put together a uh, memoirs book that would be motivational in nature. This, this individual is very motivational, really enjoys helping people, and he says, you know, I've got a story that I believe would help people. So what, what advice can we give these people? And for you, as we kind of take, the, take these questions, be thinking in your mind, what is it that you're wanting to write? Is it fiction? Do you want to write a great novel, a great story that's going to entertain and, um, you know, really provide a source of, uh, uh, you know, just escape for people as they read a great novel? There's nothing wrong with that at all. What about a how-to book? Maybe you want to teach people how to code. Maybe you want to teach people how to garden. Maybe you want to teach people how to play the guitar. Maybe it's a leadership book, a motivational book. Or maybe a story about your life, like my friend who wants to write his memoirs to, to be motivational. Or maybe you just feel like you've got an interesting story worth telling. Where do you get started? How can you become an author? Well, don't go away. We will be right back. I want to take just a second and let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my two books, Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. 
you know, we talked about memoirs a little bit. Well, Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded are memoirs for my law enforcement career. The first book, Street Cop, came out of a desire for my family, my wife, my daughters, and others to have some idea of what I had done in my police career as I moved towards retirement. I realized that there were a lot of things about my career that they didn't know because I, I didn't bring it home with me. And so I started writing stories, put together a nice collection, and it's actually done very, very well. Um, Street Cop and then Street Cop 2 Reloaded is, is simply a sequel. These are true stories. These are my stories. I don't try and tell any other police officer's stories. These are just things that I encountered. Uh, the only thing I did was I cleaned up the language a little bit and, uh, and changed the names uh, in some situations. So if you really want to know what it's like to be a police officer in a, a large metropolitan area, check out Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. Uh, some of the stories will amuse you. Some will probably disturb you. But, you know, in this day and age when law enforcement is being attacked like never before, it's great to have an appreciation for the men and women in blue who protect our society from predators. So, by all means, click on the links, check them out, buy one of them, buy both of them. Uh, the beauty of Amazon is you can actually read a little bit before you buy. So, check them out and uh, then let me know what you think. All right, well, let's hop back in. I left you with the question, how do I become an author? Where do you get started? Well, quite simply, you start writing. Now, that sounds very simple, but I think sometimes we want to put different parts of the process way before um, the writing process. In, in its purest form, in its essence, writing is about writing. Um, you can talk about publishing later, but writing is about writing. So where do you get started? You start writing. And in both cases... Talking to my two different friends, one, the one who's writing the short story collection, he has started writing, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Um, the one who, who's got the great book about writing his memoirs that are motivational, he really hasn't. He's just got some ideas, and he just keeps saying, oh, I need to, I need to. Well, at some point, you got to pull the trigger. you got to just sit down in front of a computer and start writing. Start putting things on a screen, and let's see what works. So let's talk about my friend writing the short stories. Now, short stories are not something that you hear a lot about anymore. Now, granted, if you go to a, a bookstore, you'll find a section devoted to short stories, anthologies, where somebody's written short stories, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 pages long. And it, it might be a collection of 10, 15, 20 of these short stories, depending on how long they are. And, and my friend asked me, he said, is this even a valid genre anymore. And I said, it is. It's not that popular, but people still like short stories. There's there's something about being able to sit down and 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 really digest and enjoy a short story in, you know, 15 or 20 minutes that it takes you to read it. So absolutely. Now, should the stories be connected or not? Um, this is his question. He 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 wants to kind of create a uh, an anthology of short stories that are reminiscent and uh, mirror his life. And I said, absolutely. You know, if you're going to have a connecting theme, an underlying theme, that's great. But realize many people don't do that. I mean, I've read antholo anthologies of science fiction stories. And, and, and yeah, they're all science fiction, but they're very different. Or maybe murder mysteries, uh, an anthology of murder mysteries. So, you know, really it doesn't matter. Um, they just need to be good stories. Now, how long should it be? 
Um, he told me that he's at four or five stories with total page content of maybe 35 to 50 pages. Well, that's not going to cut it. That's just a long brochure. So what I encouraged him to do is shoot for 10 stories. Shoot for 10 short stories. You know, he, he said they're in the 10-page the range, give or take. Um, maybe expand them a little bit. But, you know, if you've got 80 or 100 pages, that's a, a decent book, especially for a first book. You know, so so we talked about it. We talked about, you know, what that looks like and and, and telling those stories, you know, and, and, and the beauty of it is you can tell from, because they're short stories, you can have different points of view. You can have, um, you know, a first person point of view. You can have a, a third person point of view. You can have multiple points of view, but, you know, you don't want to get too confusing because it is a short story. But the, the beauty of short stories is you can play around with different things. You can have some that are a little more tense. You can have some that are a little lighter, maybe a little, bring in a little humor. But, this is a great genre. If you're not up to sitting down and writing a whole novel, what about writing a short story? You know, 20, 30 pages, something that, that uh, you know, tells a story and then has a satisfactory ending that people can enjoy and walk away from, feeling like they've gotten something. You know, that's, a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Now, for my friend who's wanting to write the motivational memoirs, Here's what I told him, and, I'm, and I'll be up front. I, I, this is what I'm about to tell you. Um, Craig Groeschel, Pastor Craig Groeschel, I heard him say this talking to pastors, but this is very adaptable to authors as well. And you know what I told him? I said, you know, before you write, you're wanting to write a, a, a motivational memoir. You want to talk about your story, what you went through growing up, some of the difficult things you went through. Um, his sports career, he was in the military. You know, there's quite a quite a lot of things there, relational issues. So, so what do you what do you want to convey? And and I said, here's three things to think about. And these things are great for any author, any communicator at any time. Number one, what do you want the reader to feel? What emotions do you want to evoke in your reader? You know, when I'm writing fiction, I want to run the gamut of emotions. I want there to be that feeling of kind of sitting on the edge of your seat, not knowing what's going to happen next in a suspenseful scene. Um, in other places, it's lighter, and I, and I want the, the, the reader to maybe even feel comfortable laughing out loud or chuckling or having a smile on their face. In other places, maybe a sense of, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, what a, um, what a tough thing that this person died or whatever it is. But you want to run the gamut of emotions. But what do you want your reader to feel in what you're writing? Number two, what do you want the reader to know? What do you want the reader to know? And that's what I asked my friend. I said, obviously, you know, you're not going to tell every little aspect of your life, but you're going to throw things out there that are important, things that are important to you, things that have been impactful to you. Um, those are the things that, that you're want to, going to want your reader to know. So what is that? What do you want them to know? If you're writing a book on leadership, what are the things that you want the reader to know? If you're writing a, a, you know, a book about your life, what do you want the reader to know about your life? And not just know in terms of uh, your life, but what do you want to educate them on? You know, a, a great book, even a great novel should be somewhat 
educational. So what do you want your reader to know? And then number three, what do you want the reader to do? What do you want your reader to do? What action step do you want them to take? You know, when I when I write a biblical studies book, and I've got several of those, I always put action um, questions at the end, uh, call to action, you know, some, some thoughts. What how can you take what we just talked about in this chapter and apply it in your life? What do you want the reader to do? If you're doing a, a, a book on leadership, I wrote a book on leadership, and I put some discussion questions at the end of each chapter on how to immediately um, apply what they have learned, some thoughts on application. Um, what about in fiction? It, it, how, should, how should fiction move you? Um, to do something. And, and of course, that's going to depend on the, the type of fiction you're writing and, and, and the story itself. But is there something that you want your reader to do? I mean, hopefully it'll be the buy the, buy the next book. You know, that's one of the things I try and do in my fiction is um, I don't leave cliffhangers, but I always, want them, I always leave them wanting just a little more. You know, man, I got to have the next book. And if that's what it is, there's nothing wrong with that either. But what do you want the reader to do? And if you're writing a motivational memoir like my friend, um, how do you want them to come away changed? How do you want them to see their circumstances or what that person that's reading the book is going through? Um, Maybe it's as simple as having hope that you can do it too. If this guy can do it, you can do it as well. So what do you want your reader to feel? What do you want your reader to know? And then what do you want your reader to do? Now, we can talk about um, these things all day long, but ultimately, at some point, as we said, you've got to sit down and start writing. And if it's important to you, you make time and you just do it. We don't keep thinking about it. We don't keep pondering it. We sit down and we start writing. And you may go back and change it. Probably will. By the time I, I, I get the first draft of a novel finished to the time I publish... I've got probably a four, five, six revisions of the manuscript. So you're going to revise, you're going to change, you're going to edit, you're going to make it better, you're sculpting, you're crafting, you're making it better. But get something out there. Get that first draft produced. And then the question inevitably comes, well, what about publishing it? Well, I'll just go back to what I said earlier. That really shouldn't even be our focus right now. That's getting the cart way in front of the horse. Most people struggle at the very first step. Publishing's easy. And, and it's really not, but, but it's much easier than it's ever been. Publishing today is easier than it's ever been at any time in history. Um, but we'll, we'll leave that for another episode. But really, most people struggle at the very first step. And that's creating a publishable manuscript. Creating a publishable manuscript. And that comes from sitting down and getting started writing. You can always go back and change it. You can always add more. You can always delete stuff and start over. But at some point, you've got to get started. Well, I'd love to hear from you. What are some other things that you see as important in becoming an author? What what is part of that process that you see is indispensable or something that you absolutely have to, to do if you're going to be 
an author. And notice I didn't even say successful author. It takes work. It's a lot of work. Let's just talk about becoming an author first. We'll work on success later. We'll work on the publishing part later. But for right now, let's work on getting that manuscript done. Sit down in front of the computer. Carve out some time every day. If you spent 30 minutes a day working on your manuscript, probably within about three to six months, you would have something to, to begin considering publishing. Um, you could have a first draft knocked out in three to six months, depending on what you're doing, if you spent 30 minutes to an hour a day. And, you know, you say, I don't have that time. Well, you know, look, we do what's important. And if that means turning off the TV, if that means, you know, shutting down social media early, if it means getting up early in the morning, whatever it is, we do what we have to do to follow our dream. Well, again, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Go to davidspell.com. Leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I will see you next time on Leading and Learning.